Hey, what's up? It's Mr. Bill. The track you're listening to right now is the result of a 35-hour tutorial series where I recorded the process of making this song from start to finish and explained myself along the way. If you're interested in learning how to make music or sharpening your craft, go to mrbillstunes.com and check it out. Enjoy the tune. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're 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 listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Sick. All right, we're recording. Hi. Yeah. How you doing? Thanks for Good, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been a minute since I chatted with you, but you um you were the second guest ever of the podcast, so. It's good to get you back on after like fuck. I think we're at like episode 130 now or something. <laughs> yeah, that seems like more than it an eternity ago. Yeah, it's more than an eternity worth of conversations too. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, what the like 130 episodes? That's like just 130, probably more than 130 straight hours of just talking. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a solid, lot of time. Man. It's solid. Yeah, I feel, I feel like um, outside of these podcasts, I I really like have you know, uh, there's rarely a time when like I choose to sit down with somebody and just like talk to them. I feel yeah. like it actually used to happen probably more pre-internet and now we're in the age of social media where everyone just sort of asynchronously chats through messenger and shit like that. And totally, man. Like actual conversation happens less and I think as a result that's probably why podcasts are getting so popular because people sort of like crave that but it's like a different way of getting that same fix maybe. Totally, man. I think people are... Fairly accustomed these days to, yeah, like you said, they're not really, we're not engaging in the same way we used to. I mean, I still like to ring people, but also the younger generations, like, you know, it makes a big difference. Like they were born into texting and stuff. And I've got a lot of younger friends locally here these days. And I mean, I see some of them, but, you know, just the a bit younger generation is, they're not really up for talking on a phone or I mean I'm like that too if someone's calling me I'm like well is this like an emergency or something like what's <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah I don't know I yeah I do I, I, I probably do it as well but at the same time I do I don't mind talking to people <laughs> well that's, a, it's, that's um, good yeah I mean I don't mind it either obviously or I wouldn't have a podcast but, um, totally but yeah no, I haven't uh, talked to you for ages yeah, how, how have you been? What have you been working on? It looks like you've got a, you're just showing me before the call, you've got a crazy workshop going and I assume you're working on some cool projects. What, what kind of projects are you working on? Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, I've been in the studio for a few years now, um, nearly three actually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could loop around while I say this, but yeah, I've been in here Dude, for that like, that dick is looking quiet, manky. 
That's horrible, that, man. Yeah, what is going on with the end of it there? I need a manicure. For, <laughs> for those who are just listening to the audio of this podcast, I urge you to go and watch it on YouTube because uh, this is quite the sight. But yeah, um, so yeah, this workshop sort of is a workshop for building things and also for music. Um, but yeah, it's three years I've been here. It's an old bank building in my hometown. Um, you've been here before, Bill, to Bellingen. Yeah, I don't think I've been to your house, but I've been to Bellingen. Yeah, this is... Um, Oh, it's nice studio setup. Yeah, it sounds very good in here. The, the room isn't square, hmm. and it's very easy to get it to sound pretty good. I mean, I've got decent amount of acoustic treatment in there, and the custom ones that I built. But yeah, man, um, I th it's it's funny. I, I feel like when people like see your project, um, especially if they they see it live, like a lot of the time they're probably just like, "Haha, penis," and like, like it. And then, like, you look at your workshop and you're like, no, nah, man, like, to, to achieve, like, a mask of that quality and, like, all of the shit that you do in your live set, it's, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's very technical. Yeah, I mean, the mask is sort of, my beautiful face is the least of my concerns, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the easiest thing, actually. I mean, as you know, I do that work professionally as well, but, um, you know, the instrument system and the software is the main focus. Mm. But um, as for projects, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got some film projects in the pipeline, some fine art stuff um, for different clients, but also, you know, I was in the States in September and November 2023 for some shows. Mm. Yeah, how are they? Yeah, it was good, man. Like, I mean... Reception was good and stuff? Yeah, reception was good. Um, it was only two weeks' notice on the... Sort of, I did seven shows on the second trip, um, and yeah, kind of ranging between two, three hundred each show, which was good with two weeks' notice. Um, but yeah, so leading up to those, man, just finished tons of the new system stuff, you know, like the new microphone, the new shoes, and new things in the suit system. So what all is completely uh... new hardware and, and software for those. Yeah, let's talk about that a bit. So, like, when you play live, for those who haven't seen you play, you have, like, obviously this crazy mask that, like, draws your attention straight away, but then you have, like, a whole outfit that has a bunch of sensors and yeah. motors and, like, all sorts of stuff. And as you sort of dance around the stage, it takes that data, sends data from those sensors and whatnot into a computer, and, and then you build your own software to you know, modify and change that data in different ways to control like synthesizers and whatnot. Exactly. Um, so I guess starting from the beginning <clears throat> of that chain, I guess like how does the microphone work and what's going on with the microphone? Yeah, okay. Um, just one sec. I'm just trying to swap cameras, but it's decided that it doesn't want to take that camera anymore. Yeah, like you were saying, this is the suit, electronics. Um, mm. But we'll start, like you said, with the microphone. Yeah, so the microphone is this. Okay, so and is that uh, 3D printed? Yeah, so all the blue parts are 3D printed. All these grey parts are 3D printed. Mm. Um, the metal is super sharp. Aluminium is CNC machined. There's like an aluminium chassis in here that's <laughs> CNC machined. 
and there's like printed circuit boards as well that are um, designed, like pie cut designed. And yeah, micro microcontrollers in here, or well, one microcontroller. What kind of microcontroller do you have in there? Uh, so there's a Teensy uh, 3.6 in this one. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a board that I use from a company called XIO in the UK that takes care of the serial wireless with this particular instrument. Um, from a, a friend of mine, Seb, who's a very helpful, awesome guy that's helped me a lot. And yeah, so this microphone, sort of from the top, it's got it's got 24 tactile buttons. Mm -hmm. So in this case, they're sort of, these days, this is sort of like a guitar neck. So it's got yeah. sort of frets here, just obviously, because I'm a guitarist, it helps me know where I am. Like I just use that as a bit of a indicator so I can sort of mm. get to exactly where I want. Um, then it's got four joysticks. It's got a breath controller that now has pressure as well. So like a reed, like a UI. So um, yeah, you can blow into it and squeeze with your lips, um, which sends data. And then what else? We've got, yeah, accelerometer. So the angle of the microphone. Now it's got like, you know, normal, well, an XLR wireless transmitter just for the audio from the mic. Gotcha. Um, the, the antenna for the wireless data. And then, yeah, you've got a whole bunch of other tactile buttons down the side here. So when, you blow, when I'm blowing it like this, you know, I can use those buttons for the note-ons. So essentially mm -hmm. what's happening is all of the analog inputs, like whether it be a tactile or a um, floating number input from the analog sensors, um, those numbers in the code are turned into OEC messages, so open sound control protocol, and it's sent wirelessly over to the, well, this laptop that I'm talking to you on is my load machine, but over to that router, goes into Max MSP and all of that's unpacked. Um, and some, some of it, well, a lot of it's mapped into Ableton for different modulations and things, but in also Max, there's some, you know, buffer things happening, some synthesis stuff happening. Um, but basically, yeah, that's just the microphone. So there's right. that's the basic and answer. Microphone. What, what's an example of like something that you would send the breath controller to or an example of what something that you would send the joystick messages or the frets to? Okay, so breath controller, um, for example, at the moment I've got a very simple, I can't even remember, I'm probably using operator or something, and then the breath controller, so you give it a note on with the buttons, mm -hmm. and then the breath controller op actually opens up a filter. So the filter is oh, okay. like a, uh, I think it's a, a low pass, it just like opens it up. So as you give it more pressure, it opens the filter up and obviously lets whatever's underneath that filter out. And the breath, um, I have that on pitch, I think, or I can't even really remember, man, um, at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it just basically, if I pinch harder, it sort of goes up in pitch. And if I, yeah, it, it goes from zero, which is just, you know, if I hold any particular note, it'll just play that note. But if I pinch it, it'll go up in sense. Um, mm. Just sort of squeezing the reed in a sense. Um, so that's an example of the breath controller. Um, a lot of the other buttons, for example, like 
most of these are used for voice effects. So essentially they just arm a channel strip that might have a chain of effects or just one effect. Ah, uh, smart, yeah. And then my ooh. and then my right hand, so this is where it starts going to the rest of the system. So this is the right hand controller, which is damaged, which I'm about to change all this anyway. But this, this is in my right hand the whole time, which has another series of just tactile buttons, but it also has an accelerometer in it, which has this printed circuit board that I designed in it just with tactile switches and an accelerometer. So you that's- designed what, that board? Yeah, yeah, so all, all, like I'm designing boards for everything now. Like it's all, it's same wild. with this. This has got boards, my custom boards with my stupid hmm. shit written on it. <laughs> um, so this is the right-hand controller, which plugs into the suit here, and that goes to my right hand. So this is kind of a modulator. So, you know, I could I can arm an effect here or whichever one, and then this will modulate a parameter on it, like X and Y axis. And the microphone accelerometer could also be in conjunction, like I could modulate. Like that's the whole point of this system. I can modulate. Like there's 50 in, in the whole system. There's 50 real time. Oh, there's about 65 now because of the new inputs here. It, any, I could, if I could consciously do it, I could modulate up to 60 parameters at once. But in, in this case, yeah, that's kind of the modulator. Um, this takes care of a lot of moving into the rest of the system. The um, the, the shoes. So this, a lot of these buttons arm the shoes. So oh, that's okay. a, a particular, like, well, that, for example, is just a low-pass filter on the entire playback mix that's on my back. Mm. Um, and then all of these are different sounds on the feet triggers. Wait, sorry, the what on your back? Uh, there's an accelerometer in here as well. So the, the oh. body position of my back generally is another floating number that I can map to anything. And I have it a lot on just a filter so I can do these like, you know, these filter kind of sweeps with any content that I'm mm. generating or that's being played back will go through that master filter. Right. But yeah, for example, with the shoes. <laughs> what are those shoes made out of? Are they 3D printed as well? Yeah, so they're 3D printed. They're wow. probably like TPU, so very very strong crazy soft weird material interesting um and then yeah they have this one's being repaired at the moment but so yeah the shoes have an accelerometer and an esp32 just for the prototype um like a microcontroller wireless txrx and then inside you've got an fsr on the heel and an fsr on the ball of the foot what is an fsr a force sensitive resistor. Oh, okay. So the so same thing that's under, like in any controller, like under a pad, like on an MPC or some shit, you know, that's what an FSR oh, is. I see. But if so, you're standing on them, aren't you constantly triggering them? Exactly. So the threshold is obviously above that to start the trigger. Ah, oh, so when you lift your foot, it does stuff. No. So for ex actually, for example, like, so it's a floating input of 8 bits. So it's a number from 0 to 8,000. And I think it triggers at like 4,000. But unless I press a button to arm it, they don't trigger. Oh, I see. I so see. that's another thing I have to be on. You know, if I, I'm just walking right. around, I'm not touching this. As soon as I want to trigger something, I'll just hold that bang. Hold that gotcha. bang with my foot. Or I hold it, bang, 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 bang. It'll just like trigger. And then yeah, I remember, I remember the black box when you walked out from the green room. You're like walking on stage and your feet were going like, doosh. 
douche, like triggering these big sub notes out of the system. I was like, that's the sickest way to enter a set is just to like walk sub notes. <laughs> oh no, it's pretty, it's awesome. pretty funny, like goofy shit. But um, it's also funny because so, yeah. you're like such a small dude. So it's like these giant <laughs> oh, like come sub. Come on, man, I'm fucking massive. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but um, so those. The ones you're talking about, that that was the old ones. They weren't wireless. They were they were wireless with the system, but there was cables going up into here. Mm. These are just completely like their own thing. Like I could rip it off and throw it across the stage, and it would be sending data. You know what I mean? So mm. um, both both have their own microcontroller, and they're both wireless inputs. So are they different microcontrollers as well, or are they the same ones? No, it's ESP32, which is actually very problematic, and I'm about to change that to. Like ASP32 is on 2.4. Like 2.4 Wi-Fi is useless for this shit. Um, it's it really just not is. fast enough or what? The speed's one thing. Like the latency's not too bad, but it's more just the band is just so jammed with traffic. Um, oh, I've just people just, using Wi-Fi and stuff? Yeah, like most people's routers are just default. They, they oh, You know how they're default. They got both networks, but the traffic is on 2.4. All those channels are taken up. Like every show, I have to scan the building, and then I move my router channel around in the five in the five band. But I mm. I built these, and I did took these on the last tour, and they were working intermittently well. You know, it was pretty annoying, but it's very hard to find a prototyping chip that has five G capabilities. Which I've actually got got some, but I hadn't had time to work with them. But I'm about to change it all over to five. So. So the, the only microcontrollers I really know of, and I think the ones that most people know is like Arduino and Raspberry Pi. What's the difference between those and what you're using here? It's essentially the same thing. It's still using Arduino libraries and things like this. Uh, a TNC is just a, a faster processor, generally more inputs and outputs than for the size for a lot of the Arduinos that are often kind of big. Um, you know, when you when you go into like so, an ESP32 is like so. There's something probably gone. Oh, okay, so it, uh, it's a very similar chip. Like I'm going to start using these BW16s, which are a five gig. See that that that's a microcontroller and wireless TXRX. Oh wow! And how? How do you get information in and out of that? Is that where you where building your own PCB comes in and then you have to solder a bunch of shit to those little points? Um, so these have an ESP32, which is very similar, as you can see. So the ESP32 only does 2.4. This one in my hand, it does 5. So mm. you can see here, because it's just a prototype, I've just soldered directly onto those tiny pins. Mm. Um so that's an accelerometer here, and that's like a little power rail switch. And then those, some of those cables go through the front and down into all of this. Um, so essentially, you can just go straight onto the pins. Um, but in the work, in the proper working one, I'll, I will make a little PCB that this sort of sits on, and you know, it'll be a lot, lot more. Robust. That's basically a basically a computer processor, right? Totally, man. That's like so. That's essentially like an Arduino. So look at the size of it. That thing's got like, I think it's twelve um, GPIO pins. So it's got twelve in and out pins that you can use for uh, digital ins and outs, analog ins and outs, generating PWM, all of these kind of things. 
So how does a little piece of metal like that actually end up with the ability to send Wi-Fi and take data and send the data elsewhere? In the- it's insane, man. It's beautiful. I mean, and they're so cheap. They're like a dollar or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So, so essentially, it is an Arduino. It's just a, a special one that's small and oh. has 5G capabilities. But yeah, the ESP32s are really good because they work really well and everything. But so I built the prototype on those and they're just not good for the stage. But um, so the things that I actually want to do with the shoes, I can't do yet on a stage, like, because I want to do a lot of triggery, like really complicated patterns and looping and weird shit just with the inputs. But yeah, so that's the shoes. And then the suit is a whole other thing. So it's got an ESP32 here as well. Um, hmm. that it's got its own antenna and that is because I just added these before the tour so these have accelerometers as well so those things wiggling around are sending like more data that I map onto other shit hmm. um, so they're are they very own. controllable they look like they're kind of just always moving yeah exactly but, but when you sort of it's just that's what I like about it it's kind of you can control generally but it's just a new thing you know like you know, it, you know, if you, like, I'm actually going to have like five of these on each shoulder soon at different lengths. So obviously, if you have a really short one, it's gonna like, you know, it's gonna bounce really fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bigger ones are doing this slower frequency. So for like grain delay, so I've already built a, a grain delay in Max that's. I've already been using it a little bit with them and it, and it works. It's so crazy and with the shoes as well. So I can sing into a buffer. It instantly, it starts busting it into grains and then you've got like the grain length um, and pitch on another axis or something like that. And mm. I can also, so I can trigger that with my, so as soon as I sing in the buffer, it goes into a buffer and then I can hold a button, it's on my shoes. So I can trigger fragments of that buffer and these will control like the grains. Like, <laughs> so imagine there's like five on each shoulder, like to see. Mm. And it's really yeah, interesting because it, it's, it's so fast. Like the latency is so incredible that if you're watching, watch, you can actually, your brain can make the association that the sound is being modulated by those things. Do you know what I mean? Like, so um, I really get off on those kind of little details. And so that's those, you got the liquid here for the um, spraying out the nose, which comes yes, up here the, and the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, and what, yeah, what is so the, the liquid that you spray out of the quote-unquote nose? That's a secret, Bill, you know, that we is can't it? talk about. Probably. It's not just water or...? <laughs> we leave that to you and our ad- imagination, if you'd like. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got... The head plugs in there, so all the you know you got the motors up here. You got a little circuit board in here, sort of. And the motors are to like move the the nose and stuff, right? Yeah, to move the nose up and down and left and right. Um, and yeah, you've got a power supply here, which is an old scratch-built circuit board, which I've just drawn a new one, and it's, it should be here next week from China. And uh, so you you obviously have batteries all over you when you're doing this, right? Yeah, so there's the battery there. That's that's all oh. it is. And that powers everything. That powers everything, yeah. And what about the shoes? Are, are they powered with just other batteries? Yeah, so the shoes, if you look inside, they have a little a lipo in the center there. 
Oh, okay. That's a lipo there. That's a little battery charger there. And then that's... Ooh. So there's a USB port, actually, USB-C port <laughs> on the side. To charge your shoes up. And you just plug that in. And then you get a nice yeah. green light like that in there. Nice. And they just, yeah, and when it's dark, it sort of glows. It looks really sexy at night. Um, so, yeah, that's they have their own battery. And in the Max patch, you know, I've got a battery levels for everything on the screen coming in in real time. I've got RSI, like RSSI, like um, the signal level um, for all of the different Wi-Fi. Because there's like, what, one, two, three, four, five. There's five data wireless links. And um, what just happened on your, your webcam just threw a thumbs up for some reason. Yeah, what is that? Is it because I went like that? <laughs> it thought I'd, yeah, look. Oh, it is that. Does mine do it too? No, I don't think mine's doing it. God damn it. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, you've got the case, you've got the motors, and then the crown, the LEDs in here are sending feedback from all of the stuff that's going on, like for tread. It triggers stuff. Sometimes there's lights that I'm waiting for that shows me the end of a buffer if I'm recording. It's like indicators for me. It's it's a mixture of things, the lights. Like people always try and go, oh, the fucking lights. Is, you know, they, another thing they try and have a go at me about. Meanwhile, they're all... Why does anyone have a go at you about this shit? It's so impressive. I feel like the reason why, though, probably, is because, like, on its face, I think people just get distracted by the dick and then they're yeah, just like... But, but you know how far DJ culture's gone, like standing next to a CD player is what a musician is these days and people just don't give a shit about buying sunglasses or hair product in most cases, so they just don't give a shit and they don't care, they're not like interested, so, well not most people, but these people that say negative things, of course there's people that say negative things about everything, but they're probably just scared, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. You can either play this or you can play a USB key, but I'm not really interested in playing a USB key. But Yeah, since I've known you, you've just been kind of like hell-bent on creating this like insane system and like this very unique, uh, technical, interesting way of like doing music. I, and I think that's like at its core why electronic music is so sick. It's like it, the the possibilities with it are limitless. Like you can design, like when it comes to like, bringing a laptop into the situation and not just playing off CDJs or even playing off CDJs, like somebody at some point had to kind of have the, you know, intuition to decide, like, I'm going to put two vinyl players next to each other and like mix them together. And then obviously that evolved into what we know as CDJs and whatnot. But I think, yeah, once you start doing stuff off a laptop, which I did for a long time, yeah, yeah. you really have to like build your own instruments and like make a lot of decisions along the way of like what is this performance going to look like and how is it going to translate and like what what is going to keep me interested and all totally, that kind man. of stuff so yeah it's awesome that you've like never strayed away from that i feel like since i've known you you've just been trying to like make this system better and better and i'm curious uh like when when you're like setting this up how long does it take you to sort of go from arriving at the venue to being ready to play because obviously with a USB key, it's like that. That's like one minute. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it, it, it's my sound check's pretty pretty easy these days. Obviously, depending on what's you know what what I don't have my own um, 
sound tech coming with me, but I do have a closed monitoring system now, which has changed my life. Because obviously, I mean, you've seen my shows like this, the, the, the vocal stuff is pretty heavy and, you know, it's everything's capped and, you know, like everything's taken care of, like on the outputs, you know, it's not going to do anything too crazy, but still a lot of, a lot of engineers that are doing the kind of shows that I play, well, it depends, man. Like it just depends on the in-house technician. It depends on the system, but it's a quiet stage these days. So we, like, you know, it's pretty easy with, with killing feedback and things like this. You just got to worry about the front of house. And sometimes I have subs on these days just so I can feel it. But with IMs, man, it it's, makes it so easy. Like, so that part of it's super easy. So it's like, man, I don't know, it's like 30 minutes if I'm just cruising to like set up, but I can do it faster or I can take longer. It, well, I more mean like when you arrive, like what do you have to do to, I mean, obviously I have to put all the gear on like the, the suit and the mask and everything. Well, I don't, but then do you have to like go into Max and check a bunch of shit and does shit ever break or? Oh man. Okay. So on that, it, it, okay. So there's a lot of little bugs in the system, there's, you know, because it's constantly evolving. There's, um, there's some hardware in the system that is very problematic and it's been very problematic for many years. And um, I'm sort of, you know, it's so hard to get the money and the time to, to get it done, but I'm slowly chipping away and replacing scratch built circuits, like changing, I'm still adding things like, so man, there's there's a couple of weak links in the system that I'm, I've been battling. And so sometimes, yeah, like you said, I'm sometimes chasing my tail for like show after show, you know, a problem happens, you know what it's like. You, you, you leave the venue, who knows what time, you pack down, you go. So for me, a lot of the time, I, I, I'm on stage, I notice something's not working, I note it, I pack down, I have to check everything when I'm packing down, it's super fragile, everything. Back to the hotel, re-pack it all up, like re, reset it up in the hotel room. You know, I have to do that because if I don't do it, you know, I'm on the flight, you know, sometimes we have to fly super early, it depends. Uh, whether I do it that night or the next day, I definitely have to pull out everything and let it dry from the sweat and everything. But then, you know, if I've broken something, I'll fix it that night and then I have to pack down again. You get on the flight the next day, get to the hotel or to the venue, might have to still fix something at the hotel. It could, it's most likely a hardware problem. The software's fine. Like, um, so yeah, I might be soldering, I might be gluing shit back together, I might be, you know, doing something fucking annoying like going and finding <laughs> Wait, so so you travel one. with like soldering iron and glue oh, yeah. and like yeah, yeah i guess you, you got to travel with a workshop basically to do repairs yeah i mean I, from the film you know from the onset experience with film you know you learn how to fix kind of complex shit with minimal equipment so but I have everything, you know, all, all different tools, hand tools, soldering iron. I even had to buy a fucking battery drill on that last tour. I have <laughs> I have t thread taps with me. I have drill bits with me, but I don't have the drill. So I had to fucking buy a drill <laughs> from Walmart last time. Um, I had to drill some something on a pulley to fix something. I had to buy motors. I have a lot of spares, but sometimes I just don't have everything. So I'm often hustling for electronic components in different cities um <laughs> that's wild and you know in hotel rooms sometimes they don't have good lights some and, and the same with venues and and it's an awkward thing you know sometimes because i don't want to come across as a prick 
to promoters and shit, but I'm like, you know, I need to have a, a space that I can work with lights and, and you know, a lot of a lot of them are good, but sometimes people don't get it, you know, and then, hmm. you know, because I have, you know, I need no one to be in there and, you know, you know what it's like. If, I mean, you've seen it. You know, I have all my gear in the green room spread out and I have to test shit. I have to go through it and, and, to, and then I put it on before I walk on stage and it's like that moment, when I walk on stage and I can see if everything connects, all the wireless connections come up, then I'm on. But until that moment, I'm shitting it every time, you know, just because <laughs> it's like this tightrope. Um, and, and I'm trying to do the best show I can, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, I don't drink, I don't do any drugs or anything. Like I'm as sober as it gets. And I, and I warm up these days. Like I, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to be like an athlete on stage, basically. You know what I mean? It's got like, I'm trying to, is alert and like put on the most energy show I can and the equipment has to be up for the task as well you know what I mean it used to be the equip I wasn't up for the task and the equipment was and then I've had to get fit enough to be able to like pu start pushing the, the physicality of all the movements and everything to try and do what I'm thinking which is an accident anyway you know I never planned any of this shit <laughs> so you, you said this the software is pretty good and it's usually a hardware problem but you also said that you're taking like 60 inputs or something at a time into the software how is it able to like process that much stuff i feel like whenever i connect a controller to my computer it's like laggy on one input yeah well this is the thing man like when you start writing code and and getting away from conventional doors like midi protocol and the area of the software i've been told by engineers that you know ableton or whatever well used to run well mac max for live used to run in the graphics thread i don't know if it still does of of, of ableton so it, it, i don't know it's a good question like that this is why i started stopped using max for live like First of all, I was using Max for Live when I was building stuff, and then I started getting this bottlenecking and buffering from hitting the, because the, the, the computer, like the, the actual processor in, in, in most of our consumer computers can handle like fucking thousands of inputs, I reckon. But the software is not built for that. Like Ableton is not built for that. Um, you know, we can only ever press a couple of buttons and twist a knob. You can only do so much. Um, and, and they're not, you know, they're not the highest resolution inputs for MIDI and that kind of thing. So you just have to move away from that. And and, and that's essentially the reason I got into Max MSP, for example, only because I had ideas that, that didn't exist. And I think that's a good start. Like, it inspires you to just keep going because... You have to, um, and but yeah, you're right. If you used, if I built something on the MIDI protocol and just hit it, hit Ableton, um, yeah, it wouldn't like it. It wouldn't like it at all. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Every time I've I've played sets out of Ableton and I have a couple of controllers, yeah, it's like a a couple of things at a time is all I can handle. To and I mean like in a performance sense, because when you're performing, stuff has to be very responsive. Totally. And I always like when I'm playing out of an Ableton set, I try and run my buffer on 32 or 64, um, which for reference, like usually when I'm producing, it's at a thousand and twenty-four. Yeah. And to and yeah to get the a session running at 32 and be smooth 
yeah, you, you definitely want to keep the session extremely light. Yeah, man. Like, um, are we still good with the connection? I've just moved into the bank vault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is your workshop here where all the machines are. Yeah, this is the metalwork area. So the scene's but I'm just getting to sit but yeah, um, <laughs> sitting on the tire. Yeah, it snapped off my car the other day. It's like the wheel from the that's on the back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, I, I even with all those inputs, for example. So my system is that refined that um, I can run it on 32 because I've obviously got audio coming in as well mm. from the microphone. So I'm trying to get that latency down, and you know, there's a lot of. Uh, scheduling yeah so in, in max msp you can control the scheduler really well so you can um you know you can so you know it's hitting it with so many inputs but you can say okay well this one isn't really that time intensive so we'll send that to the low low water queue and that'll get put to the bottom of the list but the stuff you want to be super quick you can put that to the front of the list and all of these kind of schedule, the schedule, scheduling objects in Max. Um, right, because basically there's like a certain amount of ticks per second or whatever, and you're saying list. you want the ones that need to be really fast to to hit that first. Top of the queue, yeah, so the, the process is going, yep, you, 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 and you guys just, you're a bit behind, and so you can kind of refine it like that, and, and you can get more performance out of it. But honestly, man, like I can run it on 32 and on M1, I got a, this machine I'm talking to is M132 um, Max, and it's it just smashes it like um, it loves it. Um, with yeah, the, the M the M1 laptops are awesome. I got one as well. They're they're really solid. I know. Yeah, but it's like they're finally good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I haven't used it for like you know, I used it for that stuff for like I'm trying to get like really good real time performance out of it, but I've never used it for like arranging a track or something like that i'm sure you've mucked around with that yeah that's mostly what i use it for sick what do, what do you so you don't produce on the the mac what are you producing on yeah windows machine oh I've interesting got, um, why why a windows machine uh just you know because you can build you can build the fucking thing man um and that's that's what i say too like when i'm traveling I like to have a Mac with me because they just work. But in the studio, I like to have everything customized. So I do, I do yeah, the same. Man. When I'm at home, I use a Windows machine. And when I travel, I use an M1 Mac. Exactly. So I've got that thing down there mm. in the rack. Um, yeah, nice. And yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, yeah, the, the Windows machine is just, yeah, exactly that. You can build what you want. Um, it's a yeah, it's a desktop in a rack, and I like Windows these days. I mean, I've always used. I, I was on Windows first, and then I got an OS X machine in like 2012 or whatever, and then I always had both in the studio, separate machines, no like Hackintosh, none of this dual boot stuff. But I've always had um, both machines, and it's the same now. I've got that another OS X machine like there, and I've mm. got yeah, you know. Um, but I just like Windows. Uh, I, it just is super robust. Um, it feels really snappy on that machine. Um, and yeah, man, that that's a massive server case. I could 
I wish I had the money to fill it up with um, <laughs> NVMe drives, but or and and uh, whatever else. But yeah, it's it's big enough that I will have more drives in that out of my yeah. That's one extremely drive. annoying thing about um, about Max. Like when I when I first bought mine, I just got a two terabyte hard drive in it because I thought that'll be fine. And then I very quickly was like, no, I want I want more than that. So I hit up Apple and was like, hey, can I just like upgrade the storage in this machine? And they were like, well, you have to send the machine back and then we'll send you a new machine that has more storage. And I'm like, wait, you can't just put another hard drive in it? And they're like, no, no it doesn't man. work that way, which is no. ridiculous. That's why, that's why I like Windows because like, if I want to just add like more drives to it or if I want to upgrade my graphics, like I can just do that. Totally, man. It's crazy. Like, to, that you, yeah, I've just rebuilt. Um, I've got another OS X machine there, um, that laptop over over there Damn. and that's um that's kind of my main machine for like emailing crap and that i that used to be my live machine i fried the motherboard in it somehow with some dodgy peripheral with usb it, it, it just fried the board and i only just put a new board in it and yeah it's that mono board that has the graphics card and everything just motherboards just everything and yeah same deal as what you said got to rip the whole board out replace the motherboard yeah. to upgrade the RAM or processor. It's, it's, it's stupid, but, um, yeah, but the, yeah. So anyway, like as for the latency, man, like we're, yeah, hitting the machine with all those inputs is a, is a task, but when you move away from, you know, <clears throat> when you start fiddling with Macs or writing code and stuff, um, you can get around these problems. And, and, make and it you're sending up. a lot of you're sending a lot of these through wireless. You said right? It's all wireless. So it's all coming through a router as well. Like, how do you get the latency cool. down on that? Yeah, just just configuring, man. Just like going through all of the parameters in the router and sort of learning about all of that. Um, you know, the firmware and, and, and what you can change there. And I, I, you know, I use um, what is it? Uh, Wi-Fi Explorer. So when I go to a venue. I scan all. I scan the room, and, and it shows you all of the networks that are live in the space. And you can see on the spectrum. Okay, there's a channel. There's a space there, and then you go into your router firmware, move it to that channel in the five gig band, um, and yeah, you, you just clean up, have, find some empty space, and use that. And that improves the latency as well. You know, there's no intercepting of packets. There's no like fucking mess in, in, in that radio band um, so yeah it's just like working with all of those things man just trying to get you know it's gigabit ethernet so it's ethernet um, so yeah it's wireless to the router and then ethernet to the laptop mm, so there's basically no latency at all from the router to the laptop so it's really just between your uh, controllers and the router Exactly, man, and and it's like it's noticeable far out, man. It's it's incredible how 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 good it is. Like it blows my, it still blows my mind. Like like it's weird, you know. I I, I, I I'm more, like the latency is incredible. Like I mean, I have to say, it's um yeah, especially coming two- from like even ten years ago or even five years ago, where like shit was just in crazy latent like i remember when i first started writing music not even like 15 years ago or something like plugging a controller in and 
like messing with a parameter was like out of the question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I know, man. Like, um, it's it's definitely incredible. And and so yeah, I'm I'm always just trying to because what I'm aiming for, obviously, is this completely real time scenario. The music will be very different, but um, it, it's. I'm just going to keep adding more and more and more. Do you know what I mean? Just keep more and so more. So the end goal is you are the instrument and the max patch is kind of like going to do all the processing and output the stuff. But like essentially you want to get to a point where like you can do all of the music from these digital contraptions that you made. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm really like I'm not that interested in sitting there and arranging tracks anymore like at all. You know, the whole the whole thing I'm trying to do is to, yeah, build a completely real-time environment and just hit the machine with, you know, to create, you know, any, you know what it's like playing acoustic instruments or, you know, an instrument with strings or drums or something. The dynamics and all these things, we can do that with with electronic instruments. So just, they just don't exist yet. And that's just, I'm just interested in that, you know, like, you know, being spontaneous um, and, and, and improvising with like higher resolution input controllers. Uh, and, and I think, yeah, we can obviously go beyond what it, you can do with the guitar and your voice or something. So it, it's about like being able to capture as much nuances of physicality in the whole thing as possible. And, and dexterity mm. as well, just pushing dexterity, you know, things that, that that's also what it's about. So um yeah that yeah so the end like but I'll, I'll change my mind on on all of these things do you know what i mean it's just i've been working towards this for a long time and and i intentionally put down the guitar and put down all these things to learn you know i just work you know i just work around the clock so like i'm developing this shit all the time and soon it will be at a level where yeah i just walk on the stage and nothing happens unless i move or breathe or look a certain direction it's all real time and it's and you know the sequencing, sequencing's in in real time, looping the data, not just looping audio. Like I already do a bit of that, but it'll just get more and more elaborate in this sense. And um, yeah, using the voice and other acoustic instruments that I'm building. I think I've showed you. You've seen that that thing that's based on the Intonum Minori, haven't you? No, what's the that? String, the string. Oh, is it the one that's like a circle and you spin yeah. it and it like. I, I think you showed me a book once with a f picture of it, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, so this is the... Oh, this thing. I've seen pictures of it, but I've no, never actually... What, how does that work? Yes, yeah, so I'll show you. So. Is this something that you play in the set as well? Yeah, I will. It's not finished because I just don't have the time and all the money to be sadly just working on this shit the whole time. Um, oh man, it's hard to do. So yeah, oh. <laughs> this isn't. So what are you trying to put it into there, like a pipe or something? What is that pipe for? So that's, it's like a big <laughs> horn. Oh man, it's so hard to hold this and not rip it stable out. Does the horn actually do anything or is it just for looks? No, 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 it, it amplifies the sound, so. Oh, gotcha. This is a eight string instrument, yeah? Okay. If you look inside. It's got like magnets or something? Or? No, there's oh, strings no, this. in here. Uh-huh. And these are servo motors with the little pulleys on them. Uh-huh. 
this one is the only one that's connected. So if you see how that's moving this. Yeah. So that servo motor touches the string. And oh, and that, that like motor. tightens it or loosens the string, so it changes the tuning? No, so there's a, there's a, a DC motor. There's DC motors in there, yeah? Uh-huh. So that... When you, so the way it works is this will be attached to here. So essentially you'll breathe into this that with yeah. a PSI sensor will define the speed that that motor spins. Like, and then as you squeeze one of these buttons that will be on this, this button array here, if you squeeze that button, if you blow, it'll define the speed of the motor. You squeeze the button and it moves that little arm to touch the string. Which and that little that little thing at the end there spins. Spins, or, exactly. That spins. And it has... Oh, and that kind of just and it resonates rubs again. Exactly. Oh, exactly. It has cotton and rosin, like a hurdy-gurdy, and it, and it resonates the string. And I've got I've got videos of it doing that on various places on, on the internet. But yeah, so it's eight string drone instrument. So you blow into it and it's, been, it's like abstracting, you know, blowing that operates a motor that then plays a string essentially. And then, you know, you have these on your fingers, these string pots. So they're just a potentiometer with, with a string that are used wow. in like industrial, you know, applications. So, you know, they'll be, again, just modulating things, um, you know, you, you have them on your fingers as, so you'll play, it'll be on a big magnet that's attached to me, so I can take it off and put it on the stand on stage. So, you know, you have those around your fingers, so hard when it's not attached. So you kind of hold it like this, and that, mm. big, that big horn will be at the top. So you, you just hold it like that, blow it, and then you, you can modulate things with it like this. I can, there'll be a microphone <laughs> on this other one. So I'll sing and blow, sing and blow, build up like these big pads and shit. But I'll be, I'll be sending note, note data out of those buttons as well. So it'll be controlling some sort of synthesis on top of the strings and like melding it together. And then this, yeah, this horn, this attaches to here. So you see there's like little drum head kind of things and the, with the balls of the strings going through there, yeah? Right, So yeah. they're like guitar, or they're violin strings, but... So off the top of each of those little heads, there'll be resonators that are tuned to whatever notes the strings are to resonate, to make it louder. And then this, it already amplifies it with no resonators, like a lot. But I might have to make this bigger actually, because I think the resonators are gonna have to be way longer. How are you so, gonna yeah. travel with all of this? I oh, know, tell me about it, man. <laughs> I mean, how do you travel with just the stuff that you have? Very, Annoyingly, um, it's just It'll in just suitcases, like, man. And do you and do you take it on the plane or do you check it? It's all checked. Everything's checked these days except laptops. Damn, how much of it gets broken through travel like that? Man, uh, it's pretty good. A lot of it's pretty strong, but something at least once every two flights, something's broken at least by the people dealing with your baggage whether it's tsa or it just gets thrown around in the airport like sometimes i have the tsa slip and they because they obviously see the shit in the scanner and they're like what what is this is this 
they they have a look and when they have a look they just fucking get heavy with it obviously and just bust shit so as soon as i get to the hotel i always have to just open it up and, and double check um so yeah man it's it's an ongoing saga but i but the only reason it's not better than that is just because i don't have the time the money you know like everything should be in like it's easy for me to make custom cases for this shit you know i print you know, just offset the size of it and have these weird shaped cases. And essentially I just need to have multiples of the rig, which I will soon. And I'll like send one to the States and leave it there, send one to Europe, leave it there. And then I don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. Unless you update the rig and then you have to go and update those ones. <laughs> it's true, but, but um, it's, it's not, not a big deal. It's much easier than like what's happening now. Like, the last time crossing the border, man, I got so grilled. Like it was. Yeah, I bet. I can imagine like custom seeing that or like any TSA seeing it and just being like, what the fuck is all of this? Yeah, Especially last... with like those bits that are like <laughs> extremely sharp on the end of the microphone and stuff. Yeah, man. The last time was the worst. I, I had, it took three hours. They went through everything asking what I was doing and I told them it was like an elaborate sex toy and. And the, like, it, it, without even seeing this, just all of this, like, you know, like this thing and this crap, like, they were like, what is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's just, just sex shit. Don't worry. Like, trying to sort <laughs> sure, of surely up. that didn't make them question it even more. No, then they were just like, so you get paid for this, you know, you're working on adult films and blah, blah. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was pretty intense, but um, I'm getting pretty over that process of, the border crossing i feel like an ankle pants porno movie would be in line with your brand have you ever thought about making a porn yeah i mean that was kind of where the character came from originally but um man I, I, there's the new the new faces of ricard farce are coming and they're coming very soon <laughs> i mean you've got yeah, oh, you're, um, you're making a new mask yeah there's new characters i mean this is the main one that that's going to be soon oh wow geez that looks dangerous swapping out so yeah, this is like a a plant cake it's completely digital so that's um sculpted in zbrush and zbrush and this is just a, a rough one-to-one -one print so this is that's like that's 3d um, printed yeah yeah this is printed on my big fdm machine the fuck do you print that it's huge yeah, it's in, in... Oh, no, this was printed in one... Oh, the nose was two sections, but the rest of it's printed in one hit. And That's wild. Flower, How long did that take to print? Oh, uh, just going really slow. It probably took um, probably about 48 hours or, or longer. That's insane. Um, so this will be silicon in the end. It will be mechanical, and th this flower will open up, so it'll be like a blossoming flower mechanically Damn. with po pollen coming out and... So this is the the new Ricard Farce, um, and I'm really excited. It's called Stomata. Um, and Are yeah, you still so, gonna the project will still be called Ankle Pants though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll just it's always supposed to have like been shape shifting and changing characters. It's just takes me a long time, you know. Because as I said, the fucking mask is the the least of my, you know. I don't give a sh you know. Mm. The instruments and the music is what I'm trying to get done, and then but at the same time, the mask is, you know, my face. I need, you know, I need to 
look way more beautiful to impress people, you know what I mean? <laughs> you need to sell, yeah. get a sunglasses synchro deal and, you know, some hair product <laughs> deals. A, a Reebok deal. Exactly, a Reebok deal. Reebok deal. <laughs> That's where the real real musicians lurk, you know, in, in synchro <laughs> deals. So there's a, a hand here. This hand is nearly finished, and this one was done in the traditional way, like uh, when we're talking about prosthetics. So this is um, this is sculpted in Chavant clay. So this is um, what is Chavant clay? Chavant Chavant clay. So it's a plasticine. Oh, gotcha. So this is like the clay that gets used a lot in creature effects. So that looks fucking awesome. So yeah, this thing's um, done the old school way. Yeah, it's it's same as what the this mask was done in, which looks a lot better when it's in silicon. Yeah, yeah. Tell but yeah, um, so this this thing is going to be fully articulated animatronic. And yeah, that's, so you to to turn that into a mask, you then have to put silicon all over that to to make it. Like, how does that? How do you get from that to an actual wearable mask? Yeah, man. So uh, that will be a multi-piece, multiple-piece mold. So that sculpture is essentially kind of finished. I need to do a, a few more things to it. Um, but essentially it's finished. And yeah, I'll do like a two part mold, um, probably more parts, but yeah, essentially take a mold of it and then you you remove the negative parts of the mold and you destroy the clay. And then you close that back around my bust, which is the plaster part here, and you inject silicon into it. And at the same so, time, so that clay right there is gonna get destroyed at some point? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the man, way that's a shame. That looks so sick. Yeah, but then you've got a mold and you can make hundreds of them. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's true. that's the way the creature, like that's the way prosthetics work. The the sculpture is always destroyed as part of the process, which is quite romantic when you think about it. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's oh, that's like a plaster. That's the same head as as this this one, but and that one. Mm. So yeah, you can. So yeah, and then with that plant, that's the same head that's under there, but in digital. You know what I mean? Like um, you just scan it, 3D scan my head, and then you just start sculpting like it's clay on top of that. Mm. And um, how do you like begin to conceptualize these things? Like where where does the thought start for creating one of those masks, or even creating like some of your instruments? Um. Because so it mask. seems it's it seems just like so insanely creative to me, and I'm just like, where does that thought even begin? Um, with the mask, it's just like, I mean, I've always thought about strange characters and things, and yeah, I just do it, man. I just draw it, and then just try and get it done as long as it takes. Um, and then obviously working in the creature effects industry, you're around that stuff all the time, and you kind of get used to it. It's just normal you know like um and then with the instruments it's just like I, I just had the idea to make these you know to hit the machine with more inputs and try and make these really dynamic electronic instruments and i just had to, yeah you just gotta just 
the ideas, like, it's just, I don't know, man. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know where the ideas come from. Like, it's more about, I think everyone gets the idea, like, a lot of ideas, but they don't act on it. I think that's the only difference, like... Um, right, whereas you, like, not, get these insane ideas and you're like, I think I could make that work. Well, you also, like, have a lot of information in your head that a lot of people don't have, you know, like, you, for instance, you worked in the, the uh, prosthetic, like, film creature making industry for a long time so i think that that probably helps and you have a lot of skills with like tools and cnc machines and 3d printers and stuff that like a lot of people don't know a lot about yeah i mean i just worked a, a lot of that out myself but all the digital stuff I, you know most of it's all well it is all self-taught the digital workflow but um but yeah, it's, man, it's just, um, I don't know where the ideas come from, but at the same time, um, just executing, I think, is trying to execute as many as possible. Is It's hard. It's hard because it fucking takes, it's a lot of time and, and money and I put everything into it the whole time, you know. There's no partying and spending money on dumb shit for me. It's just like, well, it is dumb shit, but, you know. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? I it's, just like, it's less dumb than spending all your money on drugs, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's um, but yeah, it's it's a tightrope walk, man. Like it's um, it's been pretty hard recently with with trying to stay afloat with things. Um, you know, as we all know about around the world, we're getting like the screws getting tightened up, and um, it's Australia's copping it. But I mean, I. North America, man, I feel so sorry for everyone. I mean, I love that place so much. And everyone is getting screwed there right now. Or a lot of people are getting really hammered. Yeah, the, the shows over here have definitely been selling less good over yeah. the last few months. I've seen a lot of like bigger artists cancel shows and stuff like that because the tickets weren't moving like they normally do. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely a lot of people yeah, are affected by inflation and stuff right now. Oh man, I yeah. When I was there last time, I talked to a lot of people about it, and I could I could notice. I mean, you can notice um, sort of the temperament of a lot of people, and you know, obviously the inflation and everyone's struggling, and people can't afford a tip, and the wages are lower, and also the decriminalisation of everything. It, it seems pretty wild. Like it's um, like it's hard here. Australia is always been ex expensive, as you know, but it's next level at the moment and um yeah it's been a struggle but there's people really battling at the moment man in the states like i really felt it there man um i'm grateful that people came out and, and saw me play you know what i mean like because i know it's fucking hard at the moment like mm. um have you got plans yeah. to come back or um i wish i could come straight back um i've got a couple of projects that have that are just kicking off um, with some other things. And um, I really need, like, I need an agent over there at the moment. It's, 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 I, I just can't manage it myself at the moment. I've had agents in the past, but, man, it, I'm, I, I kind of, after that last two, I realised that I can't do it like this anymore. Like, things are getting too complicated with the, the equipment. Um, I'm just really burning myself way too hard. Um, and it, the stress was like way too much this time around. Like I was really a breaking point like the whole time and missing sleep, not eating. I was sick again. I, I get sick every time I go there at the moment. 
Um, mm. Just from like working yourself too hard, you think? Yeah, like the, the prep, the tour prep, working myself too hard, working around the clock. Then once I get there, I can kind of relax, but I also have to kick it into tour mode and yeah, losing sleep, not eating, uh, spending too much money, like all these things and then just being so stressed. I, I need I need more help um, on the road. And yeah, it seems like you definitely I, need a tour manager or something. And I, I need a tour manager, agent, hopefully someone to do front of house and someone that can also double as a tech so I can actually think about what I'm doing for once. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. It would be really nice because it's, it's just frying me, man. I, like, you know what I mean? It's, you know what it's like, but it, it's, it's, it's really, really, the stress is, is killing me, man. Like, um, and yeah, my voice gets damaged every time. Every time I'm sick, I got COVID the first time in September. I got maybe it again in November and do yeah, you get man. vaccines no nah, but i You're don't a, i haven't never tested or? yeah i'm not into the vaxxers but I, oh, I interesting have, i've never um i've never tested positive put it that way but um i'm just like i get sick anyway man before all this shit when i toured ages ago i get a chest infection nearly every time you know because i'm in mm. this little bubble here in, in bellingen it's like a like none of us. <laughs> yeah, it's this. like you're someone from the past coming to like. A, oh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, up in Belgium, there's probably not a lot of disease going around. It's pretty like there's not a lot of people up there, is there? No, like when I was a kid, it was the same, man. I'd go to Sydney and I'd get sick every time. It's just that again. Mm. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, and I get, and obviously I'm seeing, and I want my voice to be as good as possible. But every single time, chest infection, sore throat, coughing, and then I have to sing. It's mm. like a curse I've got. So. And obviously, because I'm I'm stressed, it's all working against it. So I have to clean a lot of these things up, and um, you know, I don't have merch often just because I don't have the time and the money to organise that before I leave. It's also just you, you're already travelling with so much shit. You don't want to also travel with merch. I can't do it. So I've I've got some some good things happens on that tour. I had some offers from some people to help me with that. So. I'm going to have merch next time, which will obviously help to make a lot of it possible, the new things, so... Yeah, your merch yeah, is so sick too, man. Like, you have, like, because you're so good with, like, building shit, you, like, I got one of your merch pieces once. It's, like, this cool little 3D-printed ankle pants thing. That kind of shit is awesome. I think that's much yeah, cooler than just, like, a T-shirt or something. Yeah, the shirts, like, I, and I you do also, want you to also, um. You sold some masks too, right? Like you made a bunch of ankle pants masks and sold those at some point, right? Yeah, the vagina masks are still a ankle pants um, merchandise item. Mm, and yeah, I've yeah. sold a bunch of those. I haven't sold them for a long time though. It's like, you know, with social media these days, it's really weird. I mean, for years I battled with the um, censorship stuff and then pulling things down. And now it's obviously not a problem, you know, like the reach is fine and yeah, like I've had a few videos recently that were like nearly a million views on Instagram and shit like this. So obviously the algorithm doesn't hate me anymore. But I've had reports from other people that it's a problem. But if I post the vagina mask in the story, it, I, I've, I've been warned like uh, probably a year ago is the last time I tried it. So I can't really advertise properly anymore. And that's also something, also something I heard from um, promoters that they were worried about promoting oh, stuff like, is gone, which i've never the heard reach before. getting yeah never i mean heard. i guess it makes sense like the obviously 
the um, shows are not going to get shown to anyone under 18 and they're probably going to get like, I, I don't know, I feel like the algorithm these days is pretty smart and probably not a lot of people have got like, like the algorithm probably doesn't think a lot of people want to see a dick. So it's probably just being like, no, let's like not show it to those people or whatever. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because I get massive reach on my stuff. Like, like I said, there's there's quite a lot of videos that are in the hundreds of thousands of views on my Instagram. So, but it seems when other people post it, that's you know they've got obviously got their own algorithms going on. But at the same time, it more yeah, to do the, with promoters. The algorithm like, probably thinks their followers don't want to see that. Totally. So it, it's like. It's a weird one, man. Like, I don't really know. But 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 that's the thing. I'm naturally sort of, you know, there's a new characters and we're going to see what, what happens when all that stuff starts to happen. But, um, but yeah, so I noticed, yeah, I noticed a lot of things last time I was in the States with, with the crowds and different things. It's just, I think people are just struggling and it's like, you know, and the promoters are more worried because obviously they're worried about costs more and, you know, it's... So things like that are starting to come up when they never used to. Obviously, it's a thing with with ankle pants, but yeah, it's like whatever. I mean, it's mm. it's what it is. But um, but yeah, man. Um, I'm not sure when I'll be back. I really want to get to Europe ASAP, but that's a whole other saga. Um, mm. Do you have a big following over there as well? Oh, I don't know, man. It's been so long since I've been there. I think it's probably got a bit a bit better, to be honest. But um, USA seems to be the busiest for me these days. But I haven't been to Europe. And Europe, uh, there's so much going on there that unless you're there, they're not, like, reaching out as much, in my opinion. So, you know, I, I, I do want to move back to Europe, but I can't at the moment. Um, do you do I'm any pretty, shows in Australia? I did one in Bellingen a few months ago. Oh, how'd it go? was really good man um can you remember tim my yeah. friend yeah uh, yeah so he, Timmy, he's, he used to be in that band um one shot what was it one, yes one shot kill one shot kill yeah. yeah and he was originally in in ankle pants as well for one show at the start there was two of us but um he's building sound system now um submerged sound system they're building from lismore building mm. these ridiculous five-way custom boxes like just incredible sounding shit, man. It's mind blowing. Huh. He's been so they they started building before the floods, and um, they lost a bunch of everything in the floods. And, Dude, those um, floods looked fucking crazy. Did you get affected by those? No, nah, it was kind of it was a big flood in Bellingen, but you, we just had a flood like this week, um, a normal kind of one. But that one was it was pretty mega for here but they caught it was in another dimension in Lismore man it was crazy yeah I saw videos people were like kayaking down the main streets of cities yeah. and shit it was wild so yeah he they lost everything and they started building the systems before that and they lost it and then they out of the floods they they um, continued and they built built these incredible things man and you know because tim is so you know his ears are incredible he, he's an incredible musician incredible everything to do with sound um this thing is so dialed and he's so like <laughs> it's a very rare sight man these days you know he's just walking around with his ipad just massaging it like no one knows he's just <laughs> this in the shadows like 
riding, you know, when it, when people are DJing, he's like riding their mixes and stuff the whole time and like cleaning it up. <laughs> yeah, well, may, maybe he would be a good tech slash sound guy to travel I know, with man. you. I know, I, I hope that can happen. And I would really like to do a national tour in Australia because I have this giant inflatable church, this big pink church. So I had that in the showground in Bellingham and... um. It was it was so it was really good. Um, I wanted to have the system inside, but we ended up getting like four hundred and something people, which is really good in town. I mean, Bellinger, yeah, Bellinger, that's awesome. And it was in the showground, and I wanted it inside, but it was just too small. So we put the system on the outside and used the church as the backdrop. Drop and um, man, yeah, it, it, it was really good. Um, and the yeah, Tim is just. He's so good, and you know it was just and all you friends. Used his sound system for that show. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it, it's just incredible. Like you know, he's just the whole time. You know, he's just you know he's slowly dipping certain, like putting little chops in the band, like just saving people's ears and shit. You know, he's like this kind of engineer. You know, mm, trying yeah, to. Yeah, no, it's important just, to have somebody like that running sound, otherwise. It's incredible, yeah, it's just, man. Yeah, totally. And so I was stoked. I was stoked on, on that, really. And um, I really hope, yeah, we can do... So with the church, I really want to do a national tour in Australia with the church and with his sound system and just not play in venues in Australia, like just do try and hire halls or the outside of halls or showgrounds and shit like this mm. and, um, and just stay away from the venues and try and do our own thing. Um, so yeah, man, that that's the only one in Australia. Um, yeah, I haven't haven't been haven't played in the cities in Australia for a long time. It's just been North America, South America before that. Um, yeah, my last three tours have all been North America. Yeah, America is definitely the spot for electronic music in my experience. Anyway, like I've only ever played Europe like one time. I played in Bristol, and. Yeah, I mean, I've played played in Australia, obviously, and I've played in like a few other countries. But yeah, definitely America has been where um where most of the interest has been for my stuff as well. Yeah, I think it depends yeah. on the genre too. Like, I think if you you know if you're doing psytrance, then yeah, America's not for you. It's definitely Europe and Australia and Israel yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think for experimental stuff or bass music or you know anything that's a little that's basically not four to the floor i feel like house and like all the four four to the floor kind of stuff here is i mean house is definitely massive here now but like a lot of the other four to the floor styles here i feel like are less big than they are in other countries but yeah, everything I mean, else seems to be popping here yeah i mean europe i think from my experience like my, europe is definitely the most diverse and most whatever it is just um you know there's so much crazy shit there but they don't really look out as much that's just what i think is this and, and yeah i mean it's incredible there for so much stuff um but, but yeah i think you have to be there to there's just so it's so saturated with everything and um you know it's such so part of the culture there um that it's just yeah I think when you're there, you you get a lot more interest in my experience. Um, so I think the interest is is definitely still there 
for me. And um, yeah, it's, it, I don't know, man. There's a, it's good everywhere, but um, I know I'm just getting battery warnings. Um, but yeah, definitely the states is, is been really good. But but yeah, in different realms, man. Like I play completely different kind of parties in every different country. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Like Australia, you played doofs and <laughs> dude, oh, remember well, that doof? Like one of the first times I saw you play was at a doof, and some guy on acid, I think, was freaking out because your project was your mask was weirding him out or something, and he came up and like tried to unplug some shit or something, and you like ran at it over to him and tackled him, <laughs> like that was funny yeah, as fuck. Yeah. Oh, that guy is gonna be like scarred for life from that. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a lot of people trying to fight me and grabbing me on stage, man. It's like, I'd like it to happen now because, I, I mean, I've been training for, I've been boxing for a while now. I've had a, one amateur fight, but I would mm, like... How'd you go? I, Did you win? Yeah, yeah, I won. Yep, yep. Nice. Um, but no, like, no, I mean, honestly, it's pretty funny. Like, um, that, yeah, that dude, he pulled out the... Remember, because that's when I used a lot of hardware and I had the rack mm. with my laptop and he pulled the mains out of my rack yeah. like I could see him you know how you see people if you, they're going to do something you know the, you, you notice this shit when you're on stage people don't think you're watching but you are and yeah he was just circling around and I just like watched him watched him and then he just came he kind of rushed in and he's like in the back of the rack and I was trying to stop him and then he just bush and it, the system just goes goosh you know like the interface being powered down. You know, that was back with a Firewire interface that didn't have bus power. <laughs> so it's just right. poof. And then I just, I just stayed really calm and just watched him run, 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 run for ages. And he thought I didn't see him, but I really concentrated. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I just kept an eye on him. And at that stage, I didn't have, I didn't have any of the equipment I had now. And I had a MIDI cable and a DC adapter plugged into the back of my head. So I just unplugged all that and just kept watching him and then just kept my eyes on him. And then, yeah, ran at him from like 200 meters away, man, and tackled it. He was standing there <laughs> laughing like with his mates, like trying to show off. And all of a sudden he was like a U-shape flying across the ground. And then I was like, don't you ever do that again. And got up and went back to stage and plugged in and kept going. But I've had people yeah. like properly try and fight me, man. Grab the mask, like punching me. Um, throwing bottles at me, throwing glasses at me, because there's there's like there's a fiberglass now it's printed, but you could throw a fucking anvil at my head, man. It's like I've got a helmet on. People don't realise. So you, <laughs> like there's nothing in there now, but you know it's like a, a helmet. So you can throw a glass. It does nothing. It just smashes. I wonder but, why. Like I've never had anything like that happen to me. I, I wonder why it happens to you. Do you oh, think that man. it's... Because I don't just... have Ray-Bans on, man. I don't have fucking synchronization I mean, I don't, deal. I don't have Ray-Bans <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I don't know. If yeah. you... Yeah. I don't have... It's just like something, something about your whole aura just like triggers people. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I don't mind. It, it's good. I like that it gets good reaction. Um, but yeah, man, people... Sometimes it used to hurt, but I've changed the design on stuff. But, um, yeah, there's always some... Well, there's not always. It hasn't happened for ages, man. 
it's mainly I've had glasses thrown at me in Australia. I've had someone. Uh, they always like to like. Yeah, there's all different things that people like to do. But yeah, I've had people heckling me. It's always, you know, you get someone just there screaming, fuck you, this, fuck that, you're a fucking, like, and like sometimes I'm just like, oh, you just quit it. Like, if you, you know, just, I'm, you know, whatever. And I've had people grab the microphone. One dude broke my old microphone once, just grabbed it and it smashed. And then I was grabbed him, pushed him, and then two other guys jumped on me and it was like a full-on brawl on the dance floor. That was Jesus. ages ago. And then that guy, you know, there's all been all kinds of things, man. It's it's kind of funny, but it hasn't happened for ages. I've had people mm. push me, and I've fallen on things and broken gear, and like <laughs> it's. I mean, I suppose it's not, but it, with bands, you know, rock bands and singers, they get punched and shit when they're crowd surfing and. Mm. Yeah, it's maybe why it's like it's more of a live performance that gets people like riled up, and it's also like a art project, like a performance art project as well, and. Yeah, I think people, a lot of people who think that they're going to an electronic music show and then all of a sudden they're getting like this fucking crazy like alternative art project thrown at them. They're like, what the fuck? This is giving yeah. me feelings. Yeah, I know. It depends. Again, it depends where it is. It depends the context. You know, I get booked with all kinds of different genres. So um, sometimes they're, they're ready for it. Sometimes they're not. Like people go there to see one thing. Even, but it's weird when it's headlining shows, you know, it's headlining shows and like, yeah, they pay <laughs> to come and see that, me and, and it's, they're still confused, but yeah, and it's, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> well, sick, man. Well, um, yeah, it's been good chatting. I'm gonna work on a little bit of music and then I'm gonna go to bed pretty soon. I think it's getting kind of late here, yeah. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and showing us all this crazy shit. I'm sure people will get a a lot of value out of it no props man yeah it's good All to right, talk man. i mean we should catch up again soon not on here yeah i mean i might be in the states even this weekend i think for something else but this I'll, weekend I, yeah i think i might be coming on saturday for something but wow. we're gonna see how that you goes. think like you're not even sure yeah exactly someone That's needs wild. to bring me there for something and we're gonna see um but Jesus. if not i'll be in the states soon um, yeah, awesome. For that project, and yeah, we should try. Well, you're in, where are you now? Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't there last time, but yeah, we got to catch up, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, you're always welcome here. I'm going to yeah. hit a stop recording here. Yeah, go for it. Yo, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. This show is produced and edited by Robert Fumo. You can get early access to the show by going to my website, mrbillstunes.com and paying me instead of Patreon. And remember to go rate and review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you listen to the podcast on because it really helps the podcast. I don't